How many of you guys love the ocean? Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I don't swim in it as much as I'd like to. There's, a, there's like geographic problems, you know, challenges that I have to overcome to do that. Um, we had some visitors, um, guests this morning that were from California. I mean, they probably are able to swim a lot easier than we can. Um, favorite uh, ocean animal? Just the octopus. octopus. Okay. What was that? An otter. Is a manatee in the ocean? Yeah, yeah. Sea turtle, I like that. Manta ray. I, did you say Nemo? Clownfish, right? No, Nemo. No, Nemo. No, Nemo. Got it. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. And um, anybody know what percentage of the Earth the oceans cover? No. Not 87%. 70% of the earth is covered by the oceans. Blessing, you are right. So exciting, right? First time for everything. So that was what she said. So there's 70 So that's great. Um, another question. This is Interactive's uh, message today. <clears throat> How much of the ocean has been explored? How much have we mapped? How much do we know? How much, how much of the... 12%. 12%. What else? I heard, I heard seven. I heard seven, 12. <clears throat> Five. Five. Okay, you guys need to get together. Let me know what you guys decide. What's the answer? <clears throat> you go with three? How many guys want to go with three? <clears throat> you want to go five? Do you want to go with 20? 20%? Okay. Are we done? Guessing? Are we done? I'll go. We'll, we'll go a lot longer. It's fine. Out of the entire ocean, all of the oceans, do you know how much that we actually know of the ocean? 5%. of the oceans. This is the deal. Good job. Cinco de Mayo. Actually, today's the sixth, but it's okay. It could be 6%. Just, you know, change it. So here's what's amazing. Let me say it to you a little bit differently, all right? 95% of the ocean has not been seen by human eyes. Thank you. <laughs> the ocean already scares me, all right? It's very deep, like it's very cold, like you can't go like super far down or you get like, you know, you explode or implode or whatever happens. Like, no, it's not okay. But then to know that there's 95% of it that I don't even know what's there. I mean, it's water, right? We got that. This idea of discovery, this idea of discover the wonder is going to be our theme for the next four months, 120 days. You guys that have been around, you guys have been watching online, you guys know that we have taken, we took the first 120 days of 2018, we got really strategic with it, and we said this is what we're going to cover. We're going to cover things like grace and things like our identity and things like that God is a personal God, all of those things. And we knew that as we cover those things on the weekends and in our growth groups and even doing the, the solitude challenge that we just completed last week and all, all the different things, that we would be able to grow in our faith. And I hope if you're here at the 11 o'clock that you're here because you want to grow your faith, yeah? Yeah, you guys are lively. I like it. I'm losing a few, but it's okay. Yeah, it's going to happen. But here's the thing. 
Discovering the wonder is amazing, and that's going to be what our theme is in these next four months, these next 120 days, or we're going to be strategic again, and we're going to tackle all the different ways that we can have wonder about God and how we can understand and maybe get a glimpse into how amazing and awesome and fascinating having a relationship with God really is. Um, let, me, let me ask you a different question since we're on the questions. Um, if you know that we know 5% of the ocean, how much do you think we know about God? Point zero 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 zero, right? And so this idea um, is interesting. I mean, we love the idea of discovering things, but it, it's really interesting to me that um, there was lots of uh, students are graduating, you know, in the season. We um, had several graduate even yesterday. And I was just going to say, like, does anybody either have a degree or getting a degree like a Bachelor of Science in Exploration? Anyone? No? I like, how about Bachelor of the Arts of Discovery? No? I mean, while, while we say that, man, there's a lot to be discovered in the ocean, there's a lot, there's the awesome discoveries that happen all the time, and we like discovering new things, at least most of us do, there's something about the fact that our culture doesn't really encourage that. It, there's no degree for it. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, you, if I was, like, in college now, get a degree in uh, Bachelor of Science in ocean exploration because there's 95% of it that we don't even know, like job security. You got a lot of stuff you could go look at. <laughs> but here's what my question is. Why is it that it seems like, it seems like we lose that spirit of discovery in our lives as we grow older? Not a rhetorical question. Why is it that we lose the spirit of discovery and exploration as we grow older? Why is that? Give me some reasons. Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> Haven't had that one yet, but I like it. Stress. Stress. Okay. Busy. busy. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed. That's, that's like busy to like infinity when you're overwhelmed, yeah. Any other reasons? Sometimes we think we know it all already. Very interesting. Someone last night at the 5 o'clock said that we're too busy managing everything we already know. I said, that will preach. Had someone say last night as well, fear. I mean, new things can be scary sometimes, right? We don't know. There's, a, there's this element of the unknown for us. So here's the tension, right? We've got this idea of discovery. There's so many fascinating things that we can learn. We don't know. I mean, just the ocean alone, we don't know 95% of it. But then on the other side, we lose the spirit of discovery. So here's my, my next question for you. How can we cultivate a spirit of discovery, a spirit of exploration in our own, like in your own life? How can you cultivate this idea of, man, there is so much more to know. I want to know more. How can you cultivate that? Give me some ideas. Creating relevance. Creating relevance. What do you mean? Okay. Make the things you don't know relevant. Thoughts? Girl, somebody said that last night at the five. Hang out with a kid. 
Specifically, they elaborated, like, why? Let me, let me just ask you, why, why would you say hang out with a kid? Because they're always exploring and discovering, yeah. Even like diving down the road of the questions that they ask and saying, you know, and, you know all those things. Absolutely, yep. Other ways, hang out with a kid. Turn off social media. Turn off social media. Ooh, I got, dude, I, I got that in the, in the 9 o'clock too, man. Other thoughts? Go to the library. All right, there you go. Libraries are still open, guys. They're still available to you. It's absolutely a thing. Stop burdening ourselves with what others think and explore outside of what they may say or what their expectations might be. Absolutely. Um, I had somebody uh, either at the 9 or the 5 last night say that, man, we need to like carve out some time to actually explore and to, and to discover new things, all good stuff, all really good stuff. Um, I'm going to need a couple of volunteers to look up. This is interactive. We're going to look up three different passages because when it comes to capturing the wonder, and I think it's not discover or understand the wonder or discover the understanding. It's not about understanding that I think I'm headed toward. What I'm headed toward today is the wonder of God and just being fascinated by how much more there is of him to know and to experience, and maybe even not to know, but just to just experience. So if you want a Bible, raise your hand. Um, we're going to bring a, a Bible out to you. I would love for you to go ahead and read these passages. They will not be on the screen. The address will be, but um, we're gonna, I'm going to need a volunteer to look up 2 Kings 22. Can I get a volunteer to do that? You're going to read it too. It's just, just a couple of verses. All right, Nicolette. I'm going to need someone to look up John 1, Sabrina. All right, John 1, about uh, verse 45, somewhere in there. And then um, I'm going to need a third person to look up Matthew chapter 18. All right, Aaron, I saw him first. All right, cool. So before we, uh, before we go too quickly, I need to be able to hear this. And before I have her read, I'm going to pray. We're going to ask God to show us something new, right? Yeah? Yeah. All right, Heavenly Father, we invite the Holy Spirit into the room right now. Lord, we're wrestling a little bit. If we're honest, we like to know what we know. We like to hang there. So God, we are asking you to open our minds, our hearts, open up our faith in you so that we might be able to understand that there's more. I don't think that any of us in the room would really ever say to you, God, we can understand everything about you. But Lord, there's more to discover. There's more to be fascinated by. And so, God, we pray that you would help us discover the wonder as we read your word. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, Nicolette, 2 Kings 22. Before she reads, this is a pocket. You're good. Just hold on one second. This is a pocket in this book, in the history of Israel, where Josiah, King Josiah, was one of the good kings. He was, he was actually decent. Right before this, not such a great king. Right after him, not such a good king. But here, there's something that is discovered that's amazing. We're going to look at three things about God that we can discover the wonder of. All right? So here we go. Nicolette, 2 Kings 22, verse 8, and then 10 through 13. 
Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan, who read it. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah, the priest has given me a book, and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, the priest, Akim, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Mekinah. You're doing great. You just keep rolling <laughs> right through those names. Shaphan, the secretary, said, Asiah, the king's attendant, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah about what is written in this book and that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. Good. So what happened in that story? What was discovered? What was it? The law, the word of God, right? The first thing that we can discover the wonder of when it comes to God is discovering the wonder of God's word. Do you realize what happened? What happened when the book of the law was, was read to King Josiah? What happened? He tore his robes. It was emotional, right? This was a big deal. Why was it a big deal? Because what he realized is that the law was the guidance that the nation of Israel had lost. It was the law that was going to bring them back into alignment with what God was wanting. But what else happened? He said something. He said to his assistants, he said something interesting. What did he talk about? He wanted to not only tell his group that was with him, but he wanted to gather the people and tell them all that this is now something that has been found. This is discovering the wonder of God's word. I mean, there was a reverence, right? There was a, a fascination with God's word. There was something amazing. And you know what? This is the Old Testament. Like, basically, they found the rule book. But how much more awesome of a story do we have now? I mean... Do you get emotional when you open up your Bible in the mornings? Do you open up your Bible in the mornings? Have we lost the wonder of God and his word? Like when you read the fact that now, no, you know what? Not only is it, it, it's getting me all choked up or it's getting me like emotionally like excited. I'm like going, yeah, this is awesome. Like I'm reading God's word. Why? Because it's not about a rule book anymore. It's about God's grace. It's about the fact that everything is set up and it's unfair, but it's unfair in your favor. It's good news now. And so what do we do? Well, I mean, when we have discovered the wonder of God's word, we're going to be telling people, hey, you know what? I got a, I got a really good rule book for you. It's not going to fly, right? But to be able to tell someone who is hopeless, who, has, is, who is in despair, who has nothing left in their tank, but they're told, you know what, it's not about you. It's about this guy, Jesus. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit, not just around you, but in you. 
It's about God's grace. It's about God's kindness. It's about his goodness. It's about the riches and glory that he has for you. It's about the fact that your name is written on his heart. It's that the idea that you have been asked and invited into the journey. Okay, are you guys getting excited? Like how, like, this is not in my notes. Like what rolls off your tongue when you're like, man, what is the good news all about? What am I talking to someone about? What is, what is it? What am I living out? What am I, why am I being kind? Why am I being nice? Why am I doing something? Why am I being generous? These are things, man, when we discover the wonder of God's word, something happens. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's something that happens is you set your alarm a little earlier in the morning because you've discovered the wonder of God's word. You realize it's not just any ordinary book. It's like a mirror. It like shows me who I am, and then it allows me the grace to be able to walk into who God wants me to be, right? This is an amazing thing. Question. Are you satisfied? Everybody say satisfied. Are you satisfied with the level of wonder that you have for God's word? If the answer is no, my question is this. What are you going to do about it? Second thing. We're going to read from John chapter 1. And we're going to be on faith. I think we got a slide. Verses 45 and 47, I believe. 41 and 45. My bad, Sabrina. I knew it was odd numbers in 40s. All right, here you go. So 41 and 45. Some of you may remember a little bit of this. Um, This is when the disciples um, stumble upon Jesus. Go ahead. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So just quick conversation. What's similar about those two things? I mean, what what happened? They found him. They found who? Jesus. Yeah. And they found someone, well, they found someone right after that too. They found a brother, they found a friend, and they told them we found this guy. Lots of discovery happening, right? Thank you. Give it up for Sabrina. So this is the second way that we discover the wonder. We need to understand that we can discover the wonder of Jesus. I mean, get it? Here's what they did. They basically said, all right, you know what? We found the Messiah, and now what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to find, and they told people, right? They told people about Jesus. We're like, we found the Messiah, so they went and found their friend. They found the Messiah, and they went and found their family, and they said, let me tell you who we met. We found the guy that Moses wrote about. This is him, and we can read through that, and we can lose the wonder of that, right? The fact that they found the one, and now this is like the guilt trip question that like, it's the worst, but let's just go there. Like, so when's the last time you told someone about Jesus, right? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Can I be real? There was a time in my life when I would hear that question, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I need to tell someone about Jesus. That's probably right. You know, it's something It's important. I mean, you know, Andrew did it. Philip did it. Everybody did it. I need to do it. But I'm glad I didn't. You want to know why? Because I was a horrible example and a horrible advertisement for Jesus. Look, I want you to live it out. I want you to share it. But don't do it until you discover the wonder. 
of Jesus. Or is that fair? Because you know what? You, when somebody hears you, you're like, yeah, man, you know, this is, yeah, I go to church on Sundays, and, you know. No one wants that. But what they want is they want somebody that has tapped into the wonder of Jesus. You need some help with that? Two weeks ago, we talked about if Jesus is this, then that makes us this. I think I got up to like, by the end of the third service, I think I got up to like 60-some different things. I started with 36, but you guys kept coming at me with more. Like 60-some things. It was like, Jesus is amazing. This is what that means for us. And maybe we lose the wonder of Jesus. The one you, you sang about, you know, the, the ones that we're going to sing about. Like, he's the one. It says, that, you know, he's the one that never leaves one behind. This is, the, this, is, this is amazing stuff. So I wanted to give you another way to kind of engage in that. And so I have a video that I'm going to have you guys watch. It's short, but it'll give you just a little bit more to kind of like stir this up inside you. So when you think about Jesus, have you come to a place where you're satisfied with the amount of wonder that you have for Jesus? Um, let's take a side road real quick. You know, my heart is that the wonder of God would be woken in you. That you would see that awaken in your heart. <clears throat> but I can't make that happen for you. I can't do that for you. I think that the Holy Spirit, obviously, and, and God has a major role in that. But there's also ways for us to push God away. There's ways for us to kind of put up a wall and for us to just be, and here's the thing, I think it's the issue, is that we become satisfied. Everybody say satisfied. We become satisfied with what we have, with what we know, and we forget that if I don't understand 95% of the ocean, then I've got to, man, the amount of God that I understand has got to be way, way, less. That I, there's no way for me to fathom how much more of God's goodness and kindness and love that there is for my life and for yours. But we get satisfied. I can't waken this up for you. I can't stir this up in you. I can do my best, but it's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit working inside you, inviting you into the journey of more. Because there is so much more. There's more, and there's more, and then after that, there's more. And after that, there's more. And there's always more to discover about God. To understand? No. To feel, feel like we can nail it down? No. And, and you're like, well, you know what? Theology is important. Yep. It is. Doctrines are important. It is. But man, if you ever lose the wonder of God and dive into theology, I feel for you. If you ever lose the wonder of God and have a great Bible study and you're able to like read the whole Bible through in three months, great. But if you lose the wonder of God, I feel for myself and you, if that ever, is ever us. So we're going to discover the wonder of God's word. We can discover the wonder of Jesus. But man, the other thing that's in my heart is that third thing, is that we would discover the wonder together. My Matthew 18, Aaron, let's hear what this has to say. Verses 19 and 20, sir. Again, I truly tell you, 
that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. So listen to what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I want you to come together to begin to discover what I have for you together. I want you to come together and believe. I want you to come together and pray and ask God to do something great in your, in, in your environment, in your life, in your family. This is another part of discovering the wonder and discovering the wonder together. It's not, hey, when you're alone and you're praying, just watch out because it's going to get awesome. No, he's saying where two or three are together, right? He's saying discover the wonder together. Um, everybody, hopefully on the way in, got a news and events page. I called this a shameless plug earlier. It's not because that's just, that, that communicates the wrong motive. Everything that's on this page has been prayed through, discussed, strategized, and I'm telling you, the motive is so that we can discover the wonder. Let's start by thinking about how do we do this? Remember we asked the question, how do we cultivate a spirit of discovery? Well, let's dive in. What's the first thing? Growth groups, they're in full effect. The whole list of them are on the back of your page, on the left side. You can jump into one of those. What is that all about? Discovering the wonder of God's word together. Every one of those groups is designed to unpack this message from a different perspective, to look at scripture together, to discuss that scripture, and to dive deeper in all of that. That's the, th that's the thing about growth groups that are awesome. The second thing, 24 hours of prayer, two weeks from yesterday. 6 a.m. on Saturday to 6 a.m. on Sunday. We're going to be here for 24 hours. We're going to have people here all, the whole time. We're going to have live music during the, that time. We're going to have stations, directions for you. Am I asking you to, to pray for 24 hours? I don't know, but maybe Jesus will. But I'm asking you just to come for a little bit and just be a part of that and being together to discover the wonder of what it means for us to come together and agree together in prayer. The Equip series is starting up two weeks from yesterday at 6.45 on Saturday. We're going to be looking at the tough questions and discovering the wonder of God about these different tough questions that we're going to be able to discuss together. How can I discover God's plan for my life is week one. Week two is why does God allow pain and suffering? Week, two, week three is what about other religions? And then the last week is does God still work miracles today? This is an opportunity for you to discover the wonder around some of the toughest questions that our world faces when it comes to faith. The Family Matters Workshop are those things that are designed for parents to be able to understand how, to, how do we parent together through these crazy years of parenting. Um, the classes, I'm just going to throw this out there. Some of you or all of you got a little booklet today, and it's Discover the Wonder of the Arts. Now, Somebody came up to me, very left brain buddy of mine. It was like, you know, like, uh, you know, all of the important things like, you know, engineering and all those things are still important too. I'm like, yep, I get it. Yep. But they're keeping engineering in school. They're taking the arts out. So why, why are we doing this? Well, first of all, my wife is crazy. Um, and she's, she was able to rally some high school and college students to teach these classes. So if you're age 2 to 18 or you know someone, take this with you and take a look at this because they're going to be doing things like art classes, choir and show choir classes, vocal things. There's going to be an intro to the guitar class, an intro to percussion, individual lessons in piano, drums, guitar, and voice. 
Hope, who was up here right before that second song we did, giving that sign language lesson to you guys. She's going to be teaching a class on sign language. This is what it's all about. The arts are important to the church, guys. The arts, we're going to bring it back, Emma, me and you, all right? We're just going to do it. Because in all these students that are willing to teach these classes and to pour into the next generation, let me give you a thought. We're like, yeah, whatever. I, I was just, I'm not going to do this, but let's just say that I said, we're going to take a special offering today because I really want, everyone look at the ceiling. I want to paint the ceiling of the warehouse. It's kind of dingy, a little dusty, and it would look a lot better. I, that, weird, right? And what if I told you this? I'm going to ask for like our best offering ever to paint the ceiling of, of second place. And, it, and, and it's going to, and I mean, Eric's a painter. So Eric, it's going to take us four years to paint the ceiling of the warehouse. How many, how many of you would be like, that's weird. But have you heard of the Sistine Chapel? Have you, th that, that took four years. Michelangelo, right? Michelangelo painted that in four years. They painted the ceiling of the church. That's reckless. <laughs> and you're looking at me like I'm weird. And, then, and people come in here and they're like, oh, there's so much art around here. Yeah? All of our walls are gray. Like, where? Show me the artwork. We're going to fill this place with artwork. It's for real. Because this is why, because, man, there's something about, yep, there's a lot of art that I don't get. But I can have wonder about that. Like, I wonder what they meant by that. Like, that's just, that's crazy. <laughs> but there's something about the arts when we lose the arts and we lose that whole idea of the beauty of everything that is out there and being able to experience that and express that in new and different ways. This is really close to my heart because we need to discover the wonder. And we need to do that together. So the band can come up. Um, I want to end with this question for you. This question is, are you satisfied with the spirit of wonder and the spirit of discovery that is in you today? Are you, are you satisfied with the, the, the level of discovery and exploration you come to God's word with. You, when you think about Jesus, you're satisfied because if you say no, I believe that you are in very, very good company because there is so much more for us to discover about God. And if your answer is no, then my question to you is simple. What are you going to do about it? We're going to dive into this for four months, and I hope it never leaves us after that time period. But what are you going to do about it today, tomorrow, this week, to cultivate the idea, the spirit of discovery in your life? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay satisfied with what you know, or are you going to dive into the story of God and what he has for you? There is nothing stopping you from joining a growth group. There is nothing stopping you from jumping in on one of the equipped classes. There is nothing stopping you from jumping in on the parenting classes or these, this series of classes for the arts, unless you're over 18. 
And I think the adults need to rally a little bit and say, we want those classes for us. I mean, how many adults would like to learn guitar or learn how to sing? We're going to invest in, yeah, there you go. We're going to invest in the next generation for sure. But man, we're going to awaken this all over the place. There's nothing stopping you from cultivating the spirit of discovery in your heart except you. Except you. Remember, I want this to be awakened in you, but I can't awaken it for you. It's not about me, but God can. And I believe that God is awakening this in all of us because he's whispering to us that there's more. Before we sing... Um, I want to read a fairly famous prayer. And it's called, Disturb Us, Lord. And so this, this is the prayer, and this is how it goes. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little. When we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things that we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having falling, fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. In our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. We're losing sight of land we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now, God, to disturb us. Lord, we want to be shaken, Lord God. Not because we want to be confused or scared or fearful. Lord, we want to be shaken out of our stupor, out of our satisfaction with the status quo. Lord, we, we want to be shaken so that the things that we know don't satisfy anymore, but we want that thirst for you, that thirst for more of you that you have plenty of, Lord God. So Lord, as we wrestle with where we're at today and as we embark on a journey together over the next lifetime, of exploring all that you are. Lord, I pray that you would awaken it in us. Holy Spirit, come. And as we sing to you, God, I pray that you would awaken the wonder in us. Lord, light us on fire for you. Help us to not be satisfied anymore. In Jesus' name. Lord, we will honor you forever, Lord. because of the wonder that we have, Lord God, because of who you are. I was reminded yesterday of the idea of thin spaces. A thin, thin space is a, is a place where heaven just seems a little bit closer to earth. It, it's a place where you are, where you can sense God's presence a little more strongly. You can hear his whispers a little more loudly. And it's a place that changes you. And, and I know a lot of us, we come back to the warehouse because the warehouse is, the, is a thin space. It's a, it's a place where that happens.
But don't forget that that can happen on the other side of these walls. It can happen at home, in your car, at work, wherever you find yourself. But if you listen closely, if you listen really closely to what God is whispering to you right now, what is he saying? He may be saying a lot of different things to a lot of us because we're all in different spots. Some of you walked in with a struggle. Some of you walked in depressed, sad. I think, though, that the one thing I know that's in what he's whispering to us is that there's more. There's more of him for you to discover. There's more than your bills that are stacked up and unpaid. There's more than the car you drive. There's more than the house you live in. There's more than your nine to five. There's more, there's more. And after that, there's more. And if you're hearing that, then I would encourage you to take a step out into the unknown, to do something different. To pray and ask God to help you show kindness in a radical way or generosity in a radical way. To live out what he's whispering to you. So Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to dive in, to, to really ask you to stir up the spirit of discovery and wonder in our lives and in our hearts. And God, I pray right now that you would disturb us that you would help us to walk out of here changed, not satisfied with the way things are, not satisfied with the status quo anymore. But Lord, we want to dive into this invitation that you've given us into your story, into all that you have for us. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to stir that in us today. We thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Public service announcement to all of you kids out there. Next week is Mother's Day. You're welcome. Have a great week. Love you guys. See you soon.